points and even the occasional tax on if you've managed to find a way to put some earbuds in your ears do you have those welcome folks to the wonder year because your number one new podcast for all your animorphs rereading and eventually rewatching needs nice. i'm luna i'm blair that went way better than the first few times i yep. did it <laughs> home run <laughs> that's the sound of the, me hitting the ball with the mm-hmm. baseball hat <laughs> Um, and if our voices sound at all familiar to you, that would be mm-hmm. because we are branching out from our other podcast, Fear Baiting, to cover yep. <laughs> the expansive world of Animorphs. <laughs> yep. And this is sort of in my domain because Blair was sort of the horror expert, like still is much more so than I am at least, because I had seen like maybe seven horror movies when I started, when we started Fear Baiting, uh-huh. and now I, ha- now I have seen 57 horror movies. <laughs> And, um, but this is my domain because I read these books a lot growing up and I specifically remember reading, uh, book number five, like at least 10 different times. (laughs) So I am an expert on the one, I I think it's book number five at least. All I remember is that Marco turns into a gorilla on the cover. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. He turns into, he turns into, oh, hold on, let me double check. I just want to make sure I get this name right. It's Big Jim, isn't it? It's Big Jim, yes, it's Big Jim. (laughs) The gorilla is Big Jim. (laughs) That's in my notes like three times. (laughs) It's a good ass so, name for a gorilla. So I have I have two and a half pages of like color commentary notes, one page of plot beat notes, and then a list of morphs. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> are we gonna have a morph of the week? Like um, post Game of Thrones has a warg of the week. Yeah, no, we are absolutely having a morph of the week. <laughs> Is it a theory, or are we just picking out like what morphs the best? Um, I I don't know. I don't know what they do on Warg of the Week. So, <laughs> have you never listened to post Game of Thrones? No, I don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> you, me neither. It's garbage. Listen to the podcast, Blair. <laughs> duly noted. Duly noted. No, on Warg of the Week, they sorry to synopse other podcasts that are good that are better than this one. <laughs> But Warg of the Week is a segment of the show where they make a theory about a certain character warging into a different character. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you know what warging is, Blair? It, I mean, isn't it like like <laughs> transforming, basically? No. Like, no, it's like, but there's like a, a warging refers to like a specific creature, right? Yeah, but they just kind of use it to mean anything. A, like a verb, Yeah. Yeah. Warging refers to wolves. Man, we are really on topic. <laughs> Warging refers to wolves. Anyways, this is the Wonder Yerks. Um, I love the Animorphs books. Um, this really mainly started because on episode like 45 or something of Fear Baiting, I just went into a fucking tirade because Blair had never seen or read Animorphs. Uh-huh. And then um, we decided to make this podcast because of our uh, support of our patrons on patreon.com slash fearbaiting. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we're already funded, so, like, we don't need any more money to keep this podcast going. But any bones you want to throw our way, we will not complain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are eternally grateful. Mm-hmm. Let me just turn on my mic sensitivity a little bit. <laughs> so, there we go. Yeah. Okay, Audacity. I, Audacity's giving me bigger line bar, bar graph readings. Uh, let me just get in a little bit closer to this mic. Uh-huh. Let me just get up. Let me just smanch up all on it. Really mouth fuck that mic. <laughs> By the way, this is totally not a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> no. Oh god, this mic is going right in my thrusty. Oh my- no. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. <Yeah. laughs> okay, so uh, this I want to do a segment. 
that we already tried to do before, and then my computer died on me. So, well, you know what? Second time's the charm is what people say. Second time's the charm. (laughs) So let's go ahead and take a look at the cover of the first Animorphs book, the uh, beginning. No, the invasion. Yep, yep, yep. You just agreed with me when I called it the beginning. I mean, I didn't have it pulled up yet, but yes, it's the invasion, Animorphs number one by K. A. Right. This was published. This was published in '96, and um, I, I was looking the, the what this it, it caused. This book is as old as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. This this book. I, I was curious about the um the fucking date of this because a lot of the references felt a bit like it's kind of like if you go back and watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer and like in the first episode Cordelia refers to uh, uh, James Spader as a hunk Uh and me someone who's only ever known James Spader as that old dude on the blacklist it was kind of jarring yeah but like if you google James Spader in 95 or whenever Buffy whenever Buffy was like I can kind of see it yeah yeah uh, so yeah. So the segment of the show is called "We Take a Look at the Animorphs Book Cover and Look at the Faces in Between Jake and the Anole that He Turns Into on the Cover." <laughs> so, um, I still think the the first image, like just to the right top, just up and to the right of Jake, kind of looks like Max Steel fucked a uh, an animatronic. Yeah, I <laughs> like mean, it, it, it looks like it looks like a reject from Five Nights at Freddy's. It's like bad. <laughs> But that and also it, he he just it's like transforming to a liz- lizard just makes you progressively shinier is the thing. <laughs> you your texture gets glossier. Yeah, like like the first one is pretty matte. Um, yeah, but the second one is like like just like piles of like highlighter pounded onto your face. You know. Yeah. Um. So. And then the top one is basically just like you take off you take off the cap of the highlighter and that's what you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we recommend having the we, we'll put, we'll probably put this image in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, we'll put, link we'll to put it in the every show notes. cover of the books that we talk about in the show notes so you yes, can enjoy this might, experience with us. We might make it the thumbnail for the episode. Yeah, might might I, I could I could do that. <laughs> we have the power to do that. They're not copyrighted. Oh <laughs> I mean. uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of copyrighted, I am. Um, I'm pretty sure I got copyright struck on the Twitter account that we made for the Wonder Years. Yeah. <laughs> because um, the the logo that I made is just the Wonder Years logo, but it says Yerks instead, and I'm sure that's fine under under like fair use and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, I tried to log into it, and it was like, "Hey, no, you have been blocked. Here are Twitter rules." <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, they could have just thought you were, like, a spam bot or something that was really interested in, like, both the, the Wonder Years and the Animorphs. Like, I mean, targeting that demographic, I guess. That's basically me in a nutshell, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a spam bot that's really into those kind of things. I mean, if the shoe fucking fits. I guess so, if it quacks like a duck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Do you want to get into this book? I mean, the Invasion by K. A. Applegate. I mean, that's what we're here for, aren't we? Yes, I am so fucking excited for this podcast, Blair. You don't even know. <laughs> um, something I do want to talk about is um, sure the writing style. I it's been so long since I've read any like young adult fiction that it was kind of jarring. Mm-hmm. Like so, for I'm like an English major, which not to like brag or anything, but I like, <laughs> I, I mean, I read shit that's like a bit more complex than this. So, 
I was like, oh, these simple sentences. <laughs> I mean, but like for simple sentences, this still kind of rips, though. I mean, it like definitely handles complex ideas. I will yeah, give it that. And, like, I think it's like, uh, I think it's like. I think it's good. I genuinely think I'm, it's good. I think right? it's good too. It's just okay. Good because if you did, if you did, we were about to have the, some fucking words. The prose just. I mean, I didn't expect it to be extremely complex, but I did not expect it to be as simple as it, it was. Doesn't exactly flow on the off the page. If I'm yeah, being honest. but that being said, it is a book for children. Yes. So. <laughs> well, young adults. This young is adults. This, this covers some adult topics. Exactly. Yeah, young adults. Like the fir- in the first book. Someone is. Someone says, "Don't let them take me alive." A teenager says that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, a du- dubious teenager. I don't know how old these kids are. are. They in high school? They don't say. They specifically don't. They explicitly don't say because they don't want you to be able to track them down. Remember? It's oh, part right, of right, right. Gotcha. Hold on. Let me just let me just Google. Uh, how old is Jake Animorphs? <laughs> That's know, his last name. Animorphs. Jake Animorphs. Oh shit! The wiki, the the Animorphs wiki last, lists his last name. Holy shit! He's been outed. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! This is confidential information. Hey, uh, I just need to link you to this page because I know I made you watch the Animorphs uh, TV show opening. Yeah. This is absolutely not the kid who was in that opening. Look at the picture on there. Okay, opening this guy up, popping this bitch open. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the kid. No. <laughs> also, also, the kids are 13 at the start of the series. That's, I mean. A 13-year-old says, do not let them take me alive. Kill the kill me if they try to make me a slave. Yeah, I mean, honestly, 13 is about the age I expected them to be. But also, yeah, no, I totally get it. I, I get it. Um. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't read this because it's got spoilies in it. Oh yeah, don't don't get spoilies. <laughs> no spoilies. The spoily free zone. I know all the spoilies. Yeah, <laughs> well, all of them. Yeah, all the spoilies. All the like how, like how they become sponsored by Cinnabon in the third book, and then the entire series just is just about them talking about the horrors of war, but also the deliciousness of Cinnabon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, who like who whose mood isn't that constantly? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so let's get into this. Yep, yep. Let's rip right into it. So the gang, the Animorphs, we got, you know, Jake, fearless leader, Marco, the wise guy, Tobias, the weirdo, Cassie, the, the animal lover, and Rachel, who is, I don't like the term Mary Sue. I don't think Rachel is a Mary Sue, but I think if Animorphs came out now, she would be referred to very heavily as a Mary Sue. yeah. Because she's very pretty and also very tall and like he's a fashion model. Uh-huh. Basic is more is like basically not a fashion model, but it basically could be a fashion model. Right, exactly. But also she's a great gymnast, which is not really like a thing that's done by people who are over like five foot four. Yeah. Like I couldn't do gymnastics. I couldn't do a backflip. No. I couldn't I either. I could do I could do a backflip. Blair, you're like four foot. That doesn't like, mean could I could do a backflip. <laughs> you could do it if you tried. I'm I got a high center of gravity. I would just die. <laughs> <laughs> like my head would pass the like the ninety degree angle that I enter when I go to sleep, and I would immediately <laughs> die. <laughs> Excuse me, you sleep at a ninety degree angle. I, I'm talking about like to the ground. Yeah, Blair, oh. I sleep at ninety degrees to the <laughs> oh. ground. 
I'm saying, like, I'm, like, if I'm standing, that's a zero-degree angle. I jump. I start flipping. The instant, like, my uh-huh. head goes to 91 degrees uh-huh. from the ground, I am dead. My yeah, brain no, ceases to function, and I am D-E-A-D. Yeah, no, I thought you were saying that your body was bent at a 90-degree angle when you were sleeping. <laughs> no, and I was oh like, I mean, I guess, but, like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I do all of my sleeping sitting. I, I, Blair, you don't know this about me, but I was every thinking the opposite way. The opposite. Oh, you're, you're thinking like my torso, like my tor- my torso is on the bed, and then my legs are like straight down off the edge of it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a great podcast. Okay, so we got the five: Marco, Jake, Tobias, Rachel, Cassie. Mm-hmm. Um. So the I don't know if you know this, but the Animorph books like change narrators every book. Yeah. Did you know that? I know that now. Okay. Yeah, but so Jake's the narrator for the first book, and I don't think there's any like rhyme or reason. I think like every like each of the main five got their first got their book in the first five, and then it's just kind of like whoever. And then there's a couple of them where it's like each chapter is a different narrator, which I loved those because it was so cool to like see because like in one of them there's like. Like, no spoilers, but, like, there's, like, a fight scene, for example, between one of them, and it results in, like, a fucking minivan being launched into the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. And then we see other characters, like, we see from another character's perspective, they, like, round the corner and see a minivan be launched into the middle of the fucking street. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And I fucking love these, these books, Blair. <laughs> I mean, they're fun. Oh, they I'm fun. in heaven right now. <laughs> um, okay, so my first note is... Uh, well, no, that, that just that Rachel's extremely a Mary Sue. Uh, then my next one is I missed these books, because I genuinely did. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake remarks that Tobias is never scared of weird stuff, which they remark after the, they, they're cutting through the construction site on their way home from playing a video game. Mm-hmm. They don't name it, but they do name a, drop, name drop a video game called Dead Zone later, and I don't know if that's an actual game. I mean, I know it's a Stephen King book, uh, movie, and TV series, but I don't know if it's a game. Uh-huh. Do you think there was a t- Do you think there was a game based on the on the books or on the movie or on the TV series? Gonna, Any of them? I'm gonna I'm googling. Dead Zone video game. Damn. Oh yeah, hey. Hey. 19, 1986, Damn. Yeah. What the fuck was this released on? <laughs> Famicom Disk System. Nice. Okay, this is old, this was Japan only, so there's no English translation, which means that Jake. Marco and Tom all like know Japanese, at least some of it. Or they don't, and they just like I mean it's I assume it's just a shooty game. Um, I don't know. Let me take a quick look. It's an adventure game. It's a it from what I can tell, it looks like it might be like an isometric No, that's not a that's not the right thing. Hmm. I can't see any screenshots of the game. Weird. Interesting. It's a secret. Very interesting. But yeah, they just they just like name drop Dead Zone, and I like that. It's just like, it, and it's like a reasonable sounding video game name too. Where I was like, that could be real. Where it's not like you know, Gun Blasters with a Z. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so yeah, the the alien ship like crashes in the construction site, and uh, a a very wounded um hold on I wrote his name down. Prince Elfangor Surium Suriniel Shamtul shambles out of it. He's mm-hmm. an Andalite. Now, Blair, what's an Andalite? Well, they're Give us the like rundown. they're like um aliens. Yes. But they're great, but they're like great they, start. 
they they're like so they're like centaur looky guys yes but they're blue um right. and they don't have mouths they just have right. like weird slits on their face three of them yeah three slits on their face um mm-hmm. they have two eyes on their face but also they have like two like um, um uh, stock eyes stock eyes exactly that was the words i was i was, I was gesturing you would have understood if you saw me um <laughs> <laughs> would be great for one of those my eyes are up here hats yeah <laughs> um i'm almost positive someone's done fan art like of that i think i'm probably sure there's still animorphs fans who are drawing fan art in our day and age mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and uh they they also have the ability to morph i guess <laughs> and they also have the ability to thought speak because otherwise they couldn't talk at all yeah no mouths yeah, no mouse. They can only think, and thoughts speak is actually explained kind of eloquently. You can, you can't. Your ambient thoughts cannot be heard. You can, your thoughts can only be heard if you are directing them. Mm-hmm. So um, I need to close this animorphs wiki tab because I'm looking at the the fourth book, and uh, it's it's fucking me up to look at. <laughs> like it's just oh great, I closed that tab, and then the first book cover is there. <laughs> okay, we're good. Need to log back into TweetDeck so I can see the questions that we have. But anyways, so how far in, we are twenty minutes into this episode almost. Oh my goodness! Okay, 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 okay. So, um, so the Andalite gets down. He's dying. Yeah, he's dying basically. Um, and then he's like, he tells them about he tells them about the Yerks, um, which are like little brain slugs. Sorry, how'd you say it? Y- yerks. 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 Yerk. Are you saying Yerks? I mean, how, how am I? How is what I'm saying different than what you're saying? Yerks, yerks. versus I'm hearing yerks out of your mouth. Like, like y u r k s. No, what I mean that might be what it sounds like, but I'm saying yerks. Look at look. I'm from listen. The we can't get it, we can't get into the semantics, from, but we absolutely are going to. You have to forgive me from being from the Midwest. <laughs> I say things funny. It's okay. You're just an English major. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, so these little brain slug parasite things, mm-hmm. essentially, um, which have been taking over the the galaxy. I guess they have. Yeah. They've already taken over the Horkbajirs. The Horkbajir and the Taxons. The Taxons. The, the, the Taxons are voluntary uh, hosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, um, uh, uh, from uh, if I'm not mistaken, taxons are like centipedes, except for much spikier and big. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, the hork bajir are very friendly and very peaceful, and their bodies are just covered in knives. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're like like the elephant has like no known predators, you know? Yeah, like, they're big and menacing looking because they're elephants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, but they're also super peaceful because they don't have any known predators. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Um, yep. Uh, so this this Andalite is like, I need to save your planet. Go into my ship and get that cube thing out of there. And then Cassie, or no, Jake goes in and he sees uh, the Andalite and his two children, mm-hmm. uh, which leads me to the conclusion um, that I wrote here in all caps, Andalites fuck. I mean, they gotta, you know? I mean, I guess they don't got it. That's pretty anthropomorphic of me. Um, <laughs> pretty anthropomorphic <laughs> or, or normative. Yeah, anthropomorphic. Um, 
Um, that's a really good word. <laughs> yeah, anthropornormative. That's what I'm. Call- that's what this episode's being called. That's what this episode's called. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Anthropornormative? Blair, that's incredible. <laughs> um, I guess, Yeah. So I guess they don't have to fuck, but I mean, why wouldn't they? You know. Yeah, I mean, if you can turn into anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the yeah, it's like the horniest state of being. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Transformation is the horniest state of being. You're right. <laughs> You're right. So my next note is uh, is like Tobias is all over this alien. Like he is immediately like, yes, let's save this alien, save the galaxy. And I'm just like, my note is like, why does Tobias love this alien so much already? He, and he I wrote that you, you were kind of thinking the same thing, right? What? That, like, Tobias is just, like, he is really into this alien, like, the instant that he lays eyes on him. Like, not, like, sexually, just, like, he's into the idea. I mean, I think, I mean, it was already established that he really likes weird shit, you know? Well, yeah, but at the same time, like, it kind of felt like a touch beyond. Yeah, I mean, like... And then I remember that I know the reason for that. Uh-huh. No spoilies. No spoilies. No spoilies. <laughs> the the exciting wealth of information that lies beyond the spoilies veil. <laughs> my next note, Visser Three. Oh my god! So Visser Three is Visser Three owns. <laughs> Visser Three is a yerk that um is the the only yerk that's ever like taken over the body of an andalite. Mm-hmm. Um, so he looks like like you know like an andalite does, which is pretty like un- unimposing, basically. But, mm-hmm. but he, he has can. like an air. He has like an evil stank around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but he has the power that the Andalites do, which is to morph, so he yep. can be all dangerous and shit. Um, which is what makes him so important and stuff. Yep. Uh, so he essentially uh, like uh, Elfengor Cyrenal Shamtul tries to fight back with his uh, tail that is like an. It's basically like a scythe on the end of a whip. Uh-huh. He's got like a Kasurakama kind of thing going on. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, and he fights back, and Visitor 3 takes a hit, and he's like, you fiend. And then he morphs into something that I wrote down, uh, an Antarian bog, <laughs> and he vores him. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, yeah, he gets vored. It's he pretty gruesome. Yeah, it, uh, it, it vores. And he broadcasts his thoughts, so all the kids are permanently stuck with the dying cries of an alien in their head for the rest of their lives. Yeah, like, <laughs> I so mean, he didn't have to broadcast his thoughts. At that moment, you know? But he did. He, I, mean, I mean, I guess... I guess you probably kind of hard... Like, maybe it's just, like, if you don't have a, if you didn't have a mouth, like, you'd probably be, like, screaming in your head. Uh-huh. And, like, it's kind of hard to not scream. I, I guess. I mean, it, I guess I don't really know the intimate details of the levels of intentionality that is necessary. For thought speak, yeah. Yeah. Um... So, I mean, assuming that it, like... Oh, wait, we skipped over the most important detail of the scene. Okay, yeah, let's get to it. They get the cube, uh, and it's called the... Oh, hold on, I gotta Google this to make sure I don't get the name wrong. Um, they get the cube out, and, uh... Yeah, 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 it's called the Escafil device. Uh You don't know that. You don't know that, Blair, but I do. Okay. So, I'm telling you, it's called the Escafil device. Okay, okay. They get that, and they all put their hands on it, and the and and the Andalite says, you now all have the power to morph. And I don't remember what he does with the device afterwards to make sure it doesn't fall into the wrong hands. Hmm. But, I don't know. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe it only... Anyways, so... So, uh, Prince Elfengor dies, uh-huh. and, um... Everyone around applauds, and my note here is, I ate the Andalite prince, and everyone around me stood up and clapped... 
Because that's basically what happens. Like the hork and the taxons and all the humans that are there, they stand up and clap. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they get spotted. The kids get spotted, and so they just fucking bolt. And Jake kills a hobo. Mm-hmm. Jake just Jake kills a hobo. Yeah. Because he basically he basically throws a hobo back toward back into the the, the chasing. I mean, it's like, not a malicious nose. intent. He's just like no, but he still does kill a hobo. Yeah, he's like, oh, this person is here and can be, act as a distraction while I live and survive. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do what you got to do. I guess De- desperate times calls call for desperate measures. Call for desperate hobo murders. Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah, so. yeah, I guess yeah. So. Um. So then they, everyone goes home and they just try and like pass it off as a bad dream because whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Tobias shows up at Jake's house the next day and he's like, yo, I turned into my cat, which is named Dude. Yeah, that, which is which, an extremely that's good. That's an excessively good cat name. Um, on the latest, uh, this reminds me, on the latest episode of uh, Rose Buddies, um, Griffin referenced his friend Chris's dog. Do you remember what it was called? Did you listen to the episode yet? Uh, I haven't yet. It's it's like pasta bowl or something. That's extreme. You know... <laughs> I used to know. Um, I used to know someone whose dog was named Soapdish. That's really good. Yeah, uh, I'm always a fan of the Stop Podcasting Yourself Dog Grandpa. That's yeah, another extremely good name. Yep, and then Jake's dog is named Homer, which is like nothing, nothing like incredible, but it's like that's a pretty, that's like a pretty, pretty solid name. Pretty solid dog name. Like it's not as good as Dude, but it's yeah, it's up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Jake's older brother Tom is like, "Hey Jake, let's go to my new co-ed friend group, the Sharing. Let's go and have a good time. Ha 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 mm-hmm. And then Jake's like, "Uh, no thanks. Bye." Uh-huh. And then Jake turns into Jake turns into his dog Homer, which um is a golden retriever. I'm pretty sure. And Jake finds out that he likes very much to be pet. <laughs> Yeah, aw. Yeah, that that part was actually so cute because yeah. there's a point where um, Tom scolds Jake as if he was Homer, and yeah. Jake is like devastated because he's like, "But yeah. I don't want to be a bad dog. I want to be a good dog." Because <laughs> like they find out that when they turn into the animals, that like they kind of get like the, their their consciousness, but also like the animal mentality mm-hmm. in there. So like there's just like some instinctive dog stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, really sad, and then Tobias pets me, he's like, Jake felt a little better. hmm <laughs> It's really good. Okay, next page of notes. <laughs> Alright, so my next page of notes is, uh, they go to Cassie's farm, where her parents are both vets. Yeah. And, um, Jake is, like... But that's a total lie because, like the he's like the the adults will just they're not going to believe anything that we say, and he's like, but that's a total lie. And then ever and I'm just like, no fucking shit. <laughs> oh god. Hmm. Uh. Then Cassie shows up, but she's not Cassie. She's a horse. She yeah. Um, and she's she's mastered the art of um, um, anamorphing with your clothes on. And also the partial morph. Yeah. Well, there's there's no real art to morphing with your clothes on. It's just you gotta, like, have some skin-tight clothes on. Yeah, but they keep talking about it as if it's some sort of skill. Yeah, I mean, her partial morphing is definitely a skill, because there is a point where she is Tar Cassie. Yeah. Where she is torso of Cassie, then from the waist down, a horse. Yeah, which rules, by the way. 
I explicitly remember another point where she like is turning back from being a bird and she like keeps the wings until the very end. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. That, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. I love Cassie. I think she's probably been my favorite character so no, far. No, yeah, it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we there's some uh there's a point where uh, Tobias is first morph and only more for a good while is a red-tailed hawk uh-huh. and he comes he flies over to jake's house at one point and um he demorphs and he didn't wear any skin tight clothing so his he's just like dick out on jake's bed yeah I, that's one way to make an entrance you know yeah with with your dicky out yeah um so he just ends up like borrowing clothes yeah but i mean what um, are friends for if not to like yeah do that so Tom does says some more shit about haha. You should come to the sharing. Hey, did you hear about those kids who were in that construction site last night? Not asking for any reason, just wanting to think about it. Ha 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 ha. Anyways, come to the sharing. Goodbye. And Marco is like, dude, your brother's a controller, and Jake's, which is the name they give to the people who are controlled by the Yerks. Uh huh. And Tom like fucking deck or Jake like fucking decks him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I I felt like it was pretty obvious the moment. Um, Tom came yeah. into the room while Jake was transformed into the, the dog. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I smelled like Tom, but also not like Tom. And I'm like, either Tom is smoking weed or he's, like, totally got a yerk in his brain. <laughs> what if it turned out that Tom was just, like, a total stoner? <laughs> like, I was like... <laughs> I mean, that's the other possibility. And my other part, the sharing completely sounds like the name of a cult. Completely. Oh, absolutely. I don't know why they don't come to this conclusion immediately. Like, just call it youth group or whatever. The sharing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could not, like, there are, oh my god, like, you could not have come up with a more ominous sounding name for your cult. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I guess youth groups can probably have pretty, like, culty sounding names. <laughs> depending on where they're from but still yeah um it's like a bad scene (laughs) yeah it's it's really it's really sketchy yeah yeah yeah. um um so so marco is the only one who's like being backing down from all these ideas yeah he's super resistant throughout basically the uh, entire book yeah and uh, I just wrote Marco who would say so much for the tolerant left. Because <laughs> he's like, I don't want to exterminate this species even if they're evil. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> so they go to the sharing to investigate some stuff because Marco is sure that everyone's a controller. And um, uh, Tobias is already morphed into a red-tailed hawk because he's just fucking in love with that. Yeah, he's kin of the red-tailed hawk, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, and he unmorphs at one point, because if you stay morphed for more than two hours, obviously, like everyone knows, if you stay morphed for more than two hours, you will be trapped in that morph. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he demorphs and then remorphs. Uh, no, he doesn't remorph. He just demorphs and comes out and he, uh, he demorphs in the, uh, woods sort of. And, um, Marco hands him his clothes and averts his gaze to, uh, protect his, and I quote, delicate boy modesty. <laughs> Um, this book has some pretty good lines. <laughs> yeah, no, this book is really good. Uh, so fucking 
Jake turns into Homer and like scopes out the uh, full member part of the beach uh-huh. where they're having where the sharing is having their meeting, uh-huh, uh-huh. and they go down there and their assistant principal and Tom are part of the circle, and they're basically just like openly talking about being like yurks, mm-hmm. and um, Jake is just or Tom is just like kill Jake now, kill Jake now immediately, mm-hmm. and you know what my mind immediately went to. Hmm. Have you seen those those posts of like those commented lines of code in like the Spider-Man video game where it's like fire Matt Furnace immediately? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought of. <laughs> like kill Jake Animorphs immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good connection to make IMO. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Listen here, um, hacker fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, morpher fucker. <laughs> um so the, and then, like, one thing that I do like about these books is that, like, there's rarely any declining action. Like, it's always, like, build up, build up, big thing happens, and then they cut to, like, the next day or something. Uh-huh. Where they're, like, explaining, like, the other stuff. So, like, we don't have to, like, go over, like, you know. And then Jake explained everything that we just read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's, it's, snip, it's snippy. Like, this book is 99 pages, and I like that. I am about that book length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have ADD. Yeah, no, hard. I have- <laughs> extremely good pacing i feel yeah um, and it, it doesn't feel like rushed though like it feels like good yeah like, no i fuck, mean these are good books Blair. I'm yeah really no i agree and, and i mean i took a i took a like a a a, a punch at the the prose earlier but i think mm-hmm. um pacing is i mean well, it's just the fact it's just it's just like a casualty of it being a young adult and like, yeah 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 as far as young adult goes like i genuinely would rather be reading this than like Hunger Games. Yeah, no, totally. And that's what I was going to say. Like, I think where a lot of young adult novels fail is, like, even if they do have strong prose, their pacing kind of sucks balls, usually. Yeah. And I feel like there's just really good character interactions between everyone in these books. I mean, I feel like Cassie's a little bit of an outlier because everything just kind of circles around Jake and Cassie's thing is more of a relation to Rachel. Uh-huh. But, like, that that rectifies itself eventually. Yeah. Because, like, that's just, that's just kind of like a thing. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, it rectifies itself eventually. Like, everyone seems to have really good, strongly defined relationships with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah, no, and the, the character interactions are extremely believable. Like, the, the, like, the writing never feels corny, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you know, when you've, I've read some other things written by adults for, like, like teenagers or kids, like and, Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, like, like, and it's 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 the author's trying to write what they think teenagers sound like instead mm-hmm. of just trying to write human beings interacting with one another. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing that really dates them is like the references they make. You know. Yeah, and like the, for being a book series that's over twenty years old by now. They're not that dated. Yeah, honestly. It's like... Like, they're dated, but it's like, it's not, like, it's just because, it probably just because I was just coming up around the time, but, like, you know, Marco references Letterman, and, like, I get that. Yeah. I get that joke. I mean, there are things that still are relevant today, or if not directly relevant today, uh, big enough cultural zeitgeist that they're not mm-hmm. on, on, like, completely, like, alienating for, for yeah. a more modern audience to read, you know? Yep. So Jake uh, goes back to Cassie's place where the uh, and get, goes on a fucking skink hunt and gets uh, the green anole morph. Mm-hmm. And the next day he just walks into his locker and turns into a lizard, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like as you do. Yeah, 
<laughs> so he sneaks in on his assistant principal, who's a controller's office, and he's like, "Hey." Uh, well, he doesn't say anything. He just like he just like sneaks up on him, and he's like following him. Mm-hmm. And we learn some cool things about reptile anatomy, like their tail can just come off. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, it's educational, it's like zoo books. <laughs> yeah, you learn a lot uh, about animals. And um, uh, Jake eats a spider. Yeah, Jake does eat a spider. I thought that was important to mention. Yeah, no, it was because it betrays his humanity. He cannot. Con- he is not strong enough to control the animal. Yeah, the animal controls him. <laughs> like I mean, I mentioned it because only because he mentions it at least like five times, five after- or six times. He also, after the morph is done, he talks about like eating nachos to get the taste of spider out of his stomach. Yeah, it was like honestly kind of upsetting for me to read because it's like, yeah, I felt the spider still twitching inside my stomach, and I was like, thanks, Jake, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> Okay, this raises an interesting question. So, well, this is a question that I know the answer to, but you don't. What do you think happened to the uh, Prince Elphagor's body when Visor 3 ate him? Because there's no way that that body fit in Visor 3's Andalite body after he morphed back from the big fucking Vor machine. Right. So where do you think the, where do you think the mask went? Where do you think the body went? I, I mean, I don't... I, I wild guess, but this is actually this is actually like covered at one point in the books. I remember, but I just want you to take a wild guess. I mean, it's like I I, I don't know. It's I mean, my I didn't really think about it at the time because I was like, oh, I bet it just like digests, you know, or maybe oh, it just shrinks like rapid digestion. It? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to do a quick. I just wanted to do a gut check. Okay. It's kind of mystifying. It's a mystifying topic, but I'm curious to find out what the answer is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's good. Okay. <laughs> um. So what's next? Oh yeah. So Jake finds the Yerk pool, which is where they dunk people. Where they basically give people swirlies, and uh, turn the turn them into controllers. They just dunk people in the pool. A Yerk swims in, and um, then they're controllers. Yeah, and it's also where Yerks just chill. Because... Oh, we skipped we skipped over a really important detail of the sharing meeting. Sorry. Uh huh. Because Jake or Jake is hanging out with his brother Tom, and Jake's like, "This isn't that bad, you know." This, and then he looks at Tom, and Tom like freezes for half a second, and like gives him a genuine look of fear, and then snaps out of it. And Jake is like, "Holy shit, that was the real Tom trying to tell me something." Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh. So, where were we? Uh, right, they find the Yerk Pool. Yes. And then they decide to fucking... This is basically the equivalent of, like, going into the armory, because they go to the zoo, and because Cassie's parents work there, and they pick up a bunch of... They try and pick up a bunch of morphs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is where Marco gets Big Jim. Yep. Which and is Jake, Jake gets his... Uh, tiger. Titch, yeah, his tiger, which is, like... That's his big thing. And, uh... Like, and- this, these, are, these are, like, the hallmark morphs for these characters. Uh-huh. Like, Rachel's elephant shows up a ton. Jake's tiger is, like, iconic. Big Jim. Mm-hmm. Big fucking Jim, dude. I love... I love that. Um... I love that he... I love that he's named Big Jim. Like, and honestly, like, of the things to morph into, I think... I feel like a gorilla is, like, particularly, like, neat... And I'm not even, like, a huge, like, ape-slash-monkey fan, you know? 
I just think there's like wait. This answers the age-old question of what would a gorilla look like if it worked out? Because if Marco ever got stuck in the big gym morph, he could just go to the gym, lift a fucking ton of weights, and get buff as fuck, and then we could see like the maximum strength of a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> um. Yeah, because he does these sort of like, like later in the book, he does these sort of like human gestures. Yeah. And I just think he that's bows. neat. I just think yeah. that's cool. Yep. Um. Okay. Uh, okay. Let me see what else is in my notes. Um. Oh yeah. Marco has a line about how the Yerks would cream them in a game of football, which I just found really funny because he knows that they're parasites. I just like the idea of like some slugs in football <laughs> helmets, like trying to fight teenagers. Just wiggling about on the ground, like yeah. flapping around placidly. One, yeah, of, totally. one of them. One of them's got the the helmet turned upside down, so they're kind of like a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, let, me go, let me go back to my notes. Hold on. Okay. All right. Uh, so they... There's a big security chase sequence where they wind up in the tiger pit, which is where Jake gets his morph. Mm-hmm. And then they don't get caught by security, thankfully. Uh-huh. And they decide to infiltrate the pool at the school. Mm-hmm. It's a pool party, baby. Mm-hmm. It was a pool party. Cool mm-hmm. pool party. Follow la la. Yeah, so... Um... Um, Tobias is hawking it up already. I know at least one person's going to listen to this podcast that's an Animorphs fan, so that joke is fine by me. Cool. Did I say Animorphs fan? I meant Aquabats. I mean, you know what? Both. Say, those are those are almost completely intersecting Venn diagrams. Yeah. <laughs> I well, feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so they, they're all showing up, and Tobias fucking, like, goes early. He, like, just morphs into the bird because he can't fucking get enough of the bird. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, he's got, like, a garbage home life, so I guess, like, being free up in the air is, like, pretty good. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, so, yeah, they're all there, and then Cassie hasn't shown, and everyone's like, oh, what the fuck's Cassie? What yeah. The fuck? And they're then, like, they're uh, like, oh, well. And then they're just like, well, let's fucking, let's do this. Jake, fearless leader, is like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Just fucking do this. Just yep. crack the knuckles. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> I, didn't, I couldn't crack them all. Uh, but then they just go in, and then they find that Cassie's been captured and is going to be turned into a controller. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is when they this is when they learn about uh, um, voluntary controllers, mm-hmm. which are like dumbass humans and taxons that are just like, hey, come inside my head. Sure, fuck it. I don't give a shit. This mm-hmm. will solve my problems. And so they, Jake finds out much to his relief that Tom is not a voluntary controller, and he's fucking like scrapping like hell to fight to not like die, mm-hmm. to not be put back under the because they like have to like take the yurt out for refreshment in the pool, mm-hmm. and then put the yurt back in. Mm-hmm. So and and then um, so yeah, Cassie gets caught, and the gang fucking hulks out. You know, we get Big Jim, we get the tiger, we get the elephant, and. Everything goes hog wild, and I love this so much. I love this. Like, I feel like I'm fucking 12 years old again. I'm reading this, and I'm just like, oh my god, a tiger and an elephant. Yeah, no, the elephant thing was so cool, because I'm like, yes, bitch, fuck it up. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. There's just something like, it's, it's like... I don't know. It's, like, just so cool, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's really good. So they fight their way out um, because... And they save Cassie because Tobias goes fucking man mode with the red tail hawk and just, like, dives in, fucks everyone up. Um, so then they're getting out of there, and then Visser 3 shows up, and he turns into something that I don't remember the species of, but it's big and it's scary. 
And um, he's like, I'm going to kill you, Andalites. And they're like, wait, he doesn't know we're human. Fuck, this is awesome. If we don't die here, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh yeah, before the infiltration, we get that. Marco is like, hey, listen. He, Marco, before they go in, Marco's like, hey, listen. If they take me, just kill me. I yeah. don't want to be one of them. Yeah. And it's like, that's... I mean, yeah, that's some deep shit. Like That's some shit. Yeah, like some mortality shit, you know? But, like, honestly, it completely makes sense. No, it does, especially given his life at home. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it does... You know, because he does have that line earlier about how after his mom died, his dad he was the only thing that he, his dad had left, and that if he died, his dad would just die, pretty much die as well. Yeah. Um, But, like, he says that line, and, like... I don't know. I think it would have been more. I think it would have even been more tragic if he had been like, "Hey, just if they take me, just let them take me. I don't want my dad to be alone." Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I don't know. I think it's an interesting position that Marco is in. You know, yeah. Like I feel like he has, he he he's he has this very mm-hmm. strong sense of like, um, self like, like control like self-independence i guess autonomy um to the fact where he's like yeah i don't feel like this whole like saving the earth thing is my destiny so i'm not gonna go for it you know Mm -hmm. yeah Um, no so yeah he's very strong-willed i guess is the word i was going for yeah can we i gotta stop for a second because my recording is out of sync somehow okay sorry about the rough edit there folks um it's going to sound a little bit sketchy, but we just had to make sure that the audio wasn't fucking up because mm-hmm. it was looking like it was fucked up on my end. All right. So anyways, um, we pretty much finished the plot. They hulk out. Oh, we get to my favorite. We didn't get to my favorite part. So Visitor 3 is blocking them as a morph who just like looks fucking like huge and terrifying. And then fucking hero of the day, Tom, comes in fucking like stone cold stunners his ass, like decks him square in the face. Uh-huh. And it's like, you never fucking fuck you! Yeah. <sighs> Except this is, a, ad- this is a book for the kids, so... There's, yeah. there's- You'll never freaking freak you! <laughs> and then they, he, he's distracted, so the Animorphs get out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Tom is still... Ta- Tom is... St- they almost rescue Tom, but he's taken as a control... He's taken back to be a controller again. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So then they get out, and there's really no, like, falling action, like I said earlier. Yeah. Which is, like, they're out. Um, basically, the only, like, really important plot point is something we already talked about. I can't... Did we talk yeah, about Yeah, yeah, no. Like, we, the, the final chapter is... Tobi- is um, Tobias shows up in Jake's room after it, and uh, he's still in the red tail hawk form because they had to leave him behind because they couldn't charge out of there with him. They kind of had to split up. Uh-huh. And uh, Jake's like, Tobias, on morph. And J- Tobias is like, I can't. I did... Stayed too long. Yeah. So I'm on hawk now. Yeah. They, like, the first book! They do that in the first book! Yeah, honestly, I did not expect it in the first book. I thought it would come up, like, maybe in, like, the second or the third or something like These that. These stakes go hard! Yeah. These stakes go wild in the first book! Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really expect... But, I mean, I kind of saw it coming at the same time, because, A, I knew it was going to happen just because of, like, the, the osmosis knowledge I have of the series. Um, mm-hmm. And be like you could really tell like um tobias's like hesitance to like get out of the hawk form you know yeah and how much he seemed to enjoy the hawk form and just like morphing in general you know yeah it's morphing time yeah and then 
Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh huh. It's a Power Rangers joke. Okay. I mean, I uh, kind of figured. Pterodactyl. Is that is the the Mighty Morphin Rangers about dinosaurs? Yeah, I didn't, didn't know that. In the first season, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. I mean, my personal favorite was uh, Space Patrol Delta, though. Go retroactively, considering it, all cops are bastards. I don't think I can have that one as my favorite anymore. Oh, speaking of all cops are bastards, um, literally right, a the plot cop point. controller. Yeah, literally a plot point. Yeah, of this book. Yep. They do not trust one police officer because any of them could be cop controllers. And it's like, yeah, so, that is definitely yeah. like the stuff you should be teaching kids. Like, Abs- I am absolutely into it. Yeah, same, exactly. <laughs> okay, so Tobias is stuck, and that ends the invasion. Mm-hmm. So first, uh, first blush, er, first blush, Blair. How are you feeling about this series? Um, how are you I, feeling about I'm, this podcast? I'm really excited to de- dive into it because, like, I know there's some deep lore yeah. coming up, and like. I don't know. I'm just excited for that juicy content, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it seems it seems really like it seems really complex and like really interesting and like compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and the characters are I like legitimately like all the characters. I don't find any of them like especially grating. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm... You're, you're gonna get to, you're gonna get a first-person perspective from each of them and then over the next book, Yeah, so. no, I'm excited. And I'm really excited to meet X. Um, yeah. So, a lot of, a lot of excitement yep. surrounding this. <laughs> Alright, so, next segment where I make you try and guess what's going on in the next book. Okay. So, just based on the title, which is The Visitor. Okay. So, okay, let me pull, cover, pull up the cover. Which, here, I'll link it to you. I found it already. Okay. I'm faster than you. <clears throat> yeah. You got the visitor, Rachel morphing into a cat. Yeah. No one knows who they are. Now, the titles have never seemed very, like, re- referential to what actually happens, uh-huh. to my recollection. So, I just want to give a quick guess. I just want to, like, hear a quick guess. Well, I mean, I would assume visitor has to do with, like, like some sort of extraterrestrial visitor. But that also has to do with the invasion, so I'm not sure. Like... Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's going to be, like, another character introduced, and I I feel like they might be sort of antagonistic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to assume that Cassie's going to uh, uh, morph into a cat in this this. That's episode. Rachel. Rachel, that, that's what I mean. Rachel is going to um, morph into a cat in this upcoming one. Uh, <laughs> it would be pretty weird if they had a morph... On the cover, but the yeah. character never yeah. morphed into that. <laughs> Would be very weird. Um, uh, and I, I can't imply anything from the, the, the one-liner because it's so vague. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got some... I, we, I put out the call for segments on the show, and I just kind of want to like shotgun through these, see if there's anything that you like in this. Okay. So we got recommendations from our fans. So first one, from Twitter user Grenemlin, friend of the show, Anne. Uh-huh. Blair, imita- Blair imitates an animal and Luna guesses what? No. Let's give that one a go. Blair, imitate an animal. No. <laughs> one animal. Like, now, like, suddenly the only animal that's in my head are cats. And, like, who doesn't know what a cat sounds like, you know? Like, okay. Like, yeah. I don't think that... Is that a cat? Was that a cat? Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> was that a cat? Was that a cat? Blair, was that a cat? It was a cat. Got it in one. It was a cat. Boom. Segment over. 
Um, two, Blair and Luna strap knives all over themselves and Hork-Bajir fight. <laughs> no, okay. That's, that's a, that's it's, a patron. Once we... Yeah, that, if we, if we hit, if we hit five $20 a month patrons, we'll do that. Five $20 a month patrons? I think we have to hit the bar higher than that if we're going to literally risk our lives running into each other with knives strapped well, to each other. They don't other. have to be, they don't have to be real knives. I mean, I guess they also, don't. Also, I'm kind of, I'm kind of just imagining like a Blobby Wars-esque thing. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, friend, uh, Michael, Twitter user at hey, what's up, uh, says, find a Bible verse that sums up the book. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I'll do, I'll, I'll do that for the next one, I promise you, Michael. I'll yep. do my homework for the next one. Um, wild secret controller theories, which is a little bit like Warg of the Week, and I like this one because it gives us a quick. It's a quick burner. Give me one person who you think is a controller, and we'll we'll get off the t- subject immediately. Um, like in the in the book, in the world, in the world, no, in the world, um, in, in 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 our world, Blair. Because this is in real. our world. This could be happening in our town. Okay, but you mean within the canon of the book? Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> no. 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 In our world, Blair. In our world. Okay. Um. Well, there was, there was, um, there was, For like, me, it's Tommy Lauren. Tommy Lauren absolutely is a controller. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. Um, fuck. Um. <laughs> Let's see. I don't think, I was gonna say Milo, but I don't think Milo is, because I think he's too, like... <laughs> I think he's, I don't know, there's just something, I think he eats... No, 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 have you seen the way that man dresses? That man is absolutely being controlled by an alien. No, he's not, I feel like there's too, his, his assholery is too genuine. I thought you were just going to say something, say something about his asshole, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is fair game. <laughs> his, no, his assholery is just too genuine, I feel like. He, there's something so human about the way that he's a dick, you know? Okay. So you want to just leave this one to Tommy Lauren and then come back to it next or next no, time? No, I'm got... gonna say I'm gonna I want I'm gonna say Ted Cruz. Okay, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I don't believe he, I don't find that he's the Zodiac killer, but I do think he's All right, a controller. Stop. That's it. That's the segment. Done. Cut it. Cut it and ship it. All <laughs> right. Okay. Also suggested that was by a Twitter user at Linus Kloss. By the way, Linus Kloss also suggests the sharing newsletter. I don't know. What does this no. mean? I don't know, but I, I'm into it. But, uh, Linus Claus says, is it too much to have a, did they fuck? Yes. Okay, yeah, because they're... For, they're, like, those heavy Applegate implications. Yeah, I mean... I'm gonna say yes. We might talk about completely non-sexual shipping, depending on how I interact yes. with this book, but... Yes, yeah. that will probably be happening. Yeah. Uh, Linus Claus lastly suggests, things Axe eats. Um, I mean, he likes cinnamon rolls, right? Cinnabon, specifically. Cinnabon, specifically? yes. He explicitly loves Cinnabon. That is that is too cute. Yeah. <laughs> He's brand loyal. That's too cute. Yep. And then uh, Twitter user at Pidmon says, what if the year's too evil? Too centrist? I like I like brain parasites and want to see good guy versions. What if the Yerks weren't evil? Um, If they weren't evil, I don't think this story would have a lot of conflict. And then fear baiting would ex- wouldn't exist. Is that what you want, Jasmine? Well, Do you not want the show to exist? exist? The one of yours, goddamn. <laughs> I mean, no. I want to explore the idea that fear baiting wouldn't exist if the Yerks weren't evil. <laughs> I wouldn't have ever. I would never have read Animorphs, and then that probably would have led to a chain reaction of me never reading, meeting Roswell. Yeah, because you wouldn't have become a furry. Exactly. Yeah, Where you get it. <laughs> okay, so those were those were our suggestions. We also got some questions. Cool. Um. 
Okay. So, what's your dream Animorphs cast of live action or animation? I actually kind of want to put a burner on this. I kind of want to put this question on the burner until we get a better, until we get to like book five and kind of get a better view of who these characters are. Agreed, agreed. Because, um, uh, in my, I mean, I have one character already, and that's just that, uh, Marco would be played by Mario Lopez, and that's just because. But that's he's old. The, I mean, I'm talking about Mario Lopez from like Saved by the Bell years. Like,. We have like let's we can pick someone out from like the time stream and just like cast them in this because like I don't know any kid actors. You know how many kid actors I know these days? Four, and they were all on Stranger Things. <laughs> fair, fair. That's fair. I think we just need to be able to pick someone out of the time stream. Okay, fair, fair. And then Linus Kloss also asks: the show didn't exactly last, but do you think that an adaptation is even feasible given to, today, given the sheer amount of non-human action? I think it would require a lot of CGI, and it would not be very good. Yeah, I feel like... Or it could be a cartoon. Yeah, the, the I think this would be really well suited for the likes of a cartoon, but I think it's yeah, way he, past... He suggests, his... like, an, Atla level, an Avatar The Last Airbender quality animation. Yeah but, yeah, but I think it's, like, past its prime for an adaptation. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's happening. But I think the way, it, since these are shorter books, and I think, like, book series are more like episodic you know yeah, yeah so definitely. definitely better as a tv show and definitely better as a cartoon then yeah um twitter user uh, at oscularia asks were any of the aliens hot i can't remember i mean um the andalites arguably and the andalites are hot yeah and if you're into I'll, like I'll, I'll always give up i'll always like tars are always hot yeah and I, I guess if you're into, like, brain parasites, the Yerks could be. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Twitter user at Oscularia also asks, the first animal a kid dies, yeah? How the fuck does that make you feel that he is a bird forever, essentially dead, and they are like, cool. Like, Jake doesn't react very diff- very hard to that, I gotta well, be honest. Well, I mean, I feel like Jake saw it coming. You know? I, I guess so, but, like, still. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but Tobias doesn't react super strong to it either. He's just like, guess this is my life now. I, oh, well, I, I'm I am super a bummed about it, except not really, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Twitter user at Sprite Pepsi uh, <laughs> asks... <laughs> Good handle. Okay, if an animorph got an animal pregnant, would the baby be an animal or a weird hybrid? I feel like it'd be um, a human, because it's like... They're just no, humans who can animal. Work. Absolutely, it's a DNA. Yeah, I mean, if they got pregnant while they, if they got pregnant while they were in in more. Wait, hold on, hold on. I need to extract this. We're talking about an adult, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, we're just talking hypothetically about an adult. Hypothetical adult animorphs, not the children who are the animorphs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I because I I want to make any I want to make it perfectly clear. Any hypotheticals answered in the future about animorph fucking is going to be about. Hypothetical adult animorphs and not about the animorphs. Yeah, kids. exactly. Yeah. Because I need to make that explicitly clear because I don't want to fucking go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I, I just, I, there's, there's nothing, they just, yeah, there's just nothing inherent about it that I don't think that would change the makeup of any child they produced. It's a weird gray area. Uh-huh. Um, Twitter user Sprite underscore Pepsi also asks, also, if death was an animorph, what animal would he be? If what? If death was an animorph, this is kind of in response to uh, the movie that we watched on Fear Baiting this week, which was Final Destination 3. Oh, <laughs> If huh. death was an animorph. 
Um, it's also, coming in two days, check out, or three days, I guess, because this is going up on Friday and we release on Mondays, we'll be putting out our Fear Bitty episode, so keep an eye, listen to that. Yeah, if you like our other podcast. Movies, check, check out that, too. Um, yeah. If death was, I mean, well, there's a black dog in the in Final Destination 3 that... Is our, there? I don't remember that. Yeah, the, the protagonist almost swerves into it, um, yeah. and I feel like that's that could be it. Yeah, um, I was I was driving to work today and uh, I heard some barking on the freeway and I looked to my right and there are two dogs with their heads stuck out of the window of the same car. That's just, like, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Cerberus, but two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, black dog for death. Yeah, and that's it for questions. Um, if you want to reach us, we have a Twitter account at the Wonder Yerks on Twitter. The Wonder Y E E R K S. Yep. Um. Uh, haven't I haven't decided on what the intro and outro music is yet, but I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna throw the fucking theme song in there. I mean, I don't you think gotta, be you know? about it. Yeah, maybe I, I'm talking to one. I'm talking to a couple of my friends who like do music commissions. I'm gonna see if I can get them to mash up the Wonder Years theme song and the Animorphs theme song. <laughs> <laughs> so we might get that at some point. Um, the Wonder Years at gmail.com and I don't know if we're gonna make a separate Tumblr or just use the fear baiting Tumblr. We might. I'm not sure. We'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, because we don't update the Tumblr every time we post an episode. <laughs> um, and if you want to donate to us, uh, fearbaiting dot or Patreon dot com slash fearbaiting, mm-hmm. and um, listen to our other podcast, Fearbaiting. Uh, it's a movie about us talking about horror movies from the point of view of uh, marginalized groups. Yep. Uh, well, at least we purported to be about that. We kind of just talk about like, does Jason does Jason Voorhees fuck? Yeah. <laughs> the answer is but of course a- yes. But it's a pretty good podcast. Yeah. And um, come back in two weeks. We're still trying to figure out the scheduling. Two it, weeks at least two good. weeks. We, we may increase the frequency. Not sure. Doubt it, but we might. Yeah. But for now, two weeks yep. when, we're, when we're doing the visitor. Um, and until next time, Blair, what's our sign off line? Come up with one right now. We didn't. No, we didn't decide. Um, fuck. Um, <laughs> um, shit, you can't do this to me, Luna. <laughs> Uh, should should our sign-off just be whatever the tagline is for the book? I don't think so. That's bad. Is it bad? I think it's bad, Blair. <laughs> we'll come up with something. <laughs> I think some people never change, some do is perfectly good. I, that's not the tagline of every book, though. But wait, it just changes. And also that episode. sucks. Blair, Blair, that also sucks also. No, it just, it cha- look it. Look. Luna. <laughs> Blair, Listen. I can go with you down most roads. This is not one of those roads. I mean, do you have a better idea? No, but we'll come up with one. We didn't have a sign-up for fear baiting until, like, episode 7 or 8. Okay. Okay. So, I think we just gotta trust that God will give us one eventually. Okay. Okay. Fuck you all. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs)